This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. Last week, I brought forth a series of past podcasts that were aimed at those that have not been given all the facts about different elements and how the social structures that govern this world influence and act upon the human populace, as well as trying to inform them of the possible reality of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, that they have never heard or was presented to them in ways that caused them to not pursue looking further into coming to see if God were real or not. Today, I wish to continue these messages. Let's talk about Jesus. Now, this is not going to be a sermon. This is just a look at who Jesus is. Here are known factors that come from outside the Bible. Historical governmental officials mentioned in the Bible have been documented. In addition, there are physical evidence of their existence. Two examples. Pontius Pilate and Caiaphas, the latter of which the remains of his body were officially unearthed and identified. Furthermore, we know also of Jesus' brother, James, a son of Mary as well, who was stoned for professing his brother to be the Messiah. There is also archaeological evidence which corresponds to areas said to have been visited by Jesus. Hence, we have several points of evidence that support history, and it can be said due to these facts that Jesus lived and was crucified. In fact, there is none that truly study history that question the existence of Jesus of Nazareth. Consequently, Jesus as a human being is not doubted in any form. What does come into question is the resurrection that confirms Jesus as the Son of God. Now what I am about to state is an actuality you must come to accept. A keystone of the Jewish community in that time period of Jesus was the use of the oral tradition to pass on religious information accurately. It is so solid that a Torah written in 600 BC matches a Torah from 10 AD that in turn corresponds to a Torah of today. In the first 20 to 25 years after the resurrection, this was the main component of early Christianity as well. This was due to the fact that most in this time frame were originally Jewish. One such oral tradition can be traced to within eight years after the resurrection, 38 through 41 AD, which in turn is included in 1 Corinthians, which is dated to have been written in the mid-50s AD, so within 20 to 25 years after the resurrection. 
One of the myths out there is that it was a hallucination that those who say they saw Jesus after his death. Now, why I say myth is that the last key element of the tradition I am referring to, 500 seen Jesus post-resurrection at one time. There is no way this is a hallucination. It is physically impossible. On top of which, those hearing the traditions or seeing it written to the Corinthians are literally challenged to find those that still live and saw Jesus and ask them. No one could refute it. None. On top of which, those that call it a, quote, hallucination, unquote, said this after the 150-year mark, which shows those pushing this hypothesis are the ones chasing after myths per their own understanding of when something becomes classified as a myth. So here is the Jesus that is supported by facts. He existed 2,000 years ago. He died either in 30 AD or 33 AD. On the third day, he came to life again with his wounds he received upon the cross still visible. He walked several miles the day he came back to life. He then vanished. He then appears in a locked room with all the living apostles. Thomas touches his wounds and Jesus eats food. He then disappears again. So this is Jesus. If you wish to know more, just ask. New Testament History There are elements out there that call the Bible a lie, a myth. Most of those in your age group have heard these inaccuracies. What you are about to listen to or read is to help you see facts very few know or even care to know which I find very unfortunate, but I have come to expect it in the way people are raised and taught in this time. From the moment the four Gospels and the letters of the Apostles were written, they have been studied, debated, analyzed, and questioned. Commentaries have been written and studied and again debated from early in the second century to today. Men like Chrysostom, Clement of Alexandria, Epiphanius, Ignatius of Antioch, Irenaeus, Jerome, and Justin Martyr, to name the most notable of these early scholars. All 27 books of the New Testament have been copied into different languages, not only by professional scribes, but by average and devoted followers of Jesus of Nazareth. Many have been lost, many others have not. In fact, out of all historical documents, the Bible has the most surviving copies that date back all the way to the first century when they were originally written, even though an original version has not been found that I'm aware of. The number of Greek copies alone are over 5,800 copies. While there are only four ancient copies of the Iliad. The Gospels and the letters can be dated to a range of 20 to 25 years after the resurrection of Jesus. Now, as I've stated before, those that say that an item can be called a quote-unquote myth is when it is written 150 years after the original event. 
this is as I have shown, does not apply to the New Testament. The first I have just shown, which is the date of the Gospels and the letters were written. Well within the range of survivors of the actual events to have never questioned any inaccuracy within them. The second is something the Jewish people have prided themselves for century, that being their oral tradition as mentioned earlier. The earliest oral tradition that is known within the letters of the apostles is within 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 3-9, which is dated to have been taught within eight years after the resurrection, 38-41 AD. Now, as I mentioned earlier, what we call the books of the New Testament were copied into different languages. Two languages became the dominant ones, Latin and Greek. There are many factors for this, which is an entire history lesson in itself. The basics is due to the split in the Roman Empire itself when it broke into two. The Western Empire, based in Rome, where Latin was the original language, the Eastern Empire, based in Constantinople, where Greek became dominant, which is now known as Istanbul, Turkey. As Islam spread violently through northern Africa and the Middle East, it finally threatened to overcome Constantinople, which in fact fell into their hands in 1453, ending the Byzantine Empire. As a result, the biblical scholars, priests, and monks fled this area as the threat became more and more obvious. They carried with them their copies of the New Testament books to the West. Here, they fell into the hands of the Western scholars, like Martin Luther, 1483-1546. It is due in fact to the Islamic conquest that caused what we now call the Reformation to take place in addition to the creation of the printing press in 1440. For men like Luther saw the difference between the Latin versions of the, from the Greek of the Gospels and the Apostolical letters that led him to question and challenge the Catholic Church. For those within the Catholic Church had changed and perverted these documents for their own glory and riches. Subsequently, Martin Luther called them out for that which was shown to be in the right. This is the main reason that when you seek to learn the original meaning of the words within the New Testament, you must look to the Greek, not the Latin. The first fully quote-unquote approved English version of the Bible came into being in 1611. There are those that point to this date as the creation of the Bible and say that since it was made at this point, that the resurrection of Jesus is a myth. But as I have just shown earlier, this is the furthest thing from the truth. As I have also shown that since this idea was made after 1611, it is those stating this theory who are the ones creating their own myth, a myth that God is not real and that his son did not exist nor raise from the dead. So this is a brief overview of the history of the New Testament. It is now up to you to think and decide for yourself what you wish to think and believe. For that is something that can only come 
from each person on their own to decide. You cannot depend on what others or even I say. You must look, think, challenge, and learn what is real and what is true on your own. I challenge you, as those early scholars did, all the way to the point when the books were written in the first place. The world owes me mentality. And this post was originally written was the beginning of this selfish, self-serving mentality, thus the wording that will follow. In the last few months, this mentality has become a focal point within many college-age people within the United States. This, however, is not a reality. Look at it this way for a moment. Carla, a woman who is 43 years of age, is now head of her department at work. How did she get here? She was a stripper from the age of 19 to 21. She allowed men to look at her naked body and to paw and pet her. She hated it. In the daytime, she went to college and just did what was required to guarantee she got her degree. A few of her professors said weird things, but she did her best to ignore them for it was not her goal. At 21, she graduated with no college bills left to pay. She moved to a different city so that she would not encounter any that would have seen her in her life that sickened her. She got a good job and slowly rose to the ranks, becoming married to her work. For even though she liked men, she could not get over how sick they made her in those years she was a stripper. When she turned 40, she met a man fell in love and married. Both were married to their work, but they, for the most part, were happy. Now we come to those demanding that all be given to them because they deserve to have it handed to them because they were told the world must give them whatever they want. Most of them are between the age of 19 and 21. Professors filled their head not with knowledge, but words of rebellion and demands stating that the world handed over to them all it had, for they were the select, the special. They have been pampered and spoiled all their lives, and so they believed what these people told them. So, these selfish, self-serving young people demanded that Carla, who had suffered degradation at the hands of self-centered, self-serving men for three years of her life, a time she can never ever forget, is being told to surrender her hard-earned salary and turn it over to these youths who have done nothing except party and celebrate and wonder why none wishes to reward them. They care or know nothing of the moral and physical sacrifices people like Carla have made. Is this a real story? There is a very strong possibility that there really is a quote-unquote Carla out there that did live this life. But it is of no doubt there are young people out there that have made no effort to contribute to how the world works. They do not understand that nothing is given. It must be earned. Let's define the word quote-unquote earn. Per the Oxford Dictionary, earn is obtain money in return for labor or services. Tune, gain deservedly in return for one's behavior or achievement. 
clear and straightforward, I would say. Now, let's look at how the Bible sees how people should behave. Well, what it boils down to is this. Those that truly seek to honor the Bible place all others before themselves. Does this mean that Carla must surrender her hard-earned money that she had to suffer to get to the point of achieving? No, it does not. How she should handle her money is not something we have time to discuss in this topic, but back on topic. She should not be forced to surrender her earnings to those that have not made any attempt to earn their own way in life. Marching, chanting, and demanding does not constitute earning. Please see the second definition of the word quote-unquote earn. The Bible teaches us to respect our employers, to earn our living, and thus earn a life. If we are fortunate enough to become wealthy, we are not to hoard it and keep it to ourselves, but to share it without taxation to our community, helping those that are in true need and in true suffering, those that are starving, those that have been beaten by their husbands, or as the case may be their wives, it does happen. If you do contribute to society, society owes you nothing in return. This is seen within the Bible as well as it is something that the founders of the United States saw as well. Two revolutions occurred nearly at the same time the American Revolution and the French Revolution. Both had extremely different outcomes because both revolutions were at the core based on two different ideals. The French Revolution was based upon the concept that the world owed them. As a result, there was widespread violence and murder. The final result of this revolution ended in the dictatorship of Napoleon Bonaparte which resulted in war and death and left France weak. The American Revolution was based upon freedom to live one's life as they saw fit and to allow people to earn their own way in life. After their victory against the English, it led to a time of prosperity and growth to the point of becoming one of the greatest nations in the world. Both revolutions had more elements to them but this is the basic formation of these revolts and their outcome, which none can truly dispute, even though many will. The Bible teaches to work, to earn, and to do what is right and honorable. Any that teach otherwise goes against the Bible and thus goes against nature, which in turn against God. Anything that goes against nature is always against God. The world owes me continued. These are the words many, especially those that attend colleges, shout out constantly. Most became followers of Bernie Sanders, a man until the mid-40s never had a job, and that job was mayor. When saying the Lord's Prayer, one part of the prayer requests we be given our daily bread. Two thousand years ago, Food did not miraculously appear on the dinner table. The events of Harry Potter and the feast in the Great Hall are not real. Also, if you actually read the books, house elves slaved for hours in the kitchens cooking all the food and placed them on matching tables directly below the tables in the hall. 
then through a spell the items on the tables would switch to the tables above the lesson from this nothing is free and if it is promised who is to slave toil and suffer just so you can have it for free because it is owed to you all must struggle in some form to achieve that which they seek if any have what they seek just handed to them it will be at the cost of others struggles plus it will not be appreciated once it is given to you a prime example slavery the slave master lived in luxury and was never satisfied while their slaves were beaten starved raped and left to live in squalor this has been a core element of the Democratic Party in the United States 95% of which were slave owners in the slave states before the Civil War how important voting was made to end slavery and allow blacks to vote vote for the 13th Amendment for 100% Republican against 77% Democrat vote for the 14th Amendment for 94% Republican against 100% Democrat vote for the 15th Amendment for 100% Republican against 100% Democrat any who say the parties flipped forgot these votes when you truly seek knowledge you learn that it can only come through wisdom this is only achieved through struggles conflicts adversity and humility these are all things taught within the Bible when the Nazarene was rejected by those who knew him his entire life he knew adversity when Jesus was confronted by those in religious power he knew conflict when Christ was arrested beaten whipped and then hung bloody upon the cross he experienced true struggle the struggle to let his father's will be fulfilled today's world is soft compared to events not only 2,000 years ago but 70 to 75 years ago many today would not survive the simplest of issues or difficulties that those that lived in those times overcame sometimes with ease other times through adversity conflict and struggle those that are older and alive today have earned their rewards for the most part they are not owed them they purchase them with their own sweat blood and tears how much have you truly sacrificed make it count leave a mark build a name for yourself dream your dreams chase your heart above all else make a name the world remembers but all an empty world can sell is empty dreams i got lost in the light but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers but jesus is the only name to remember and I I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point.